Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks is the that's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude Tony, aka Tony on Tap, and we are here to recap the Chicago White Sox home opening victory against the Kansas City Royals. Six to nada, man. Goose egg shit. Six to nada. Before we do that, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap. At on tap sportsnet, following Tony at Tony on tap, following me at Buzz on tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Also, if you're feeling froggy and you just saw that Lance Lynn complete game shutout that Buzz Adamas, which is me, predicted earlier, and you want his jersey, Tony, you know where you should go for that? I do, Buzz. You're going to Grandstand for that. Go to Grandstand. You can follow him on socials at Grandstand Socks. Grandstand underscore socks. Go to grandstandsocks.com. Anywhere you can follow them on social media. Go follow them. They got awesome shit, cool hats, cool jerseys, the whole fucking nine. Follow grandstand underscore socks and visit their website and visit the store. Crack them, dude. I'm like, I'm on cloud nine right now. Like, that, I guess, you're amped right I, now. I, I you, am. You I'm amped. I'm fucking you're, amped. You are. This is the happiest I've seen you. Buzz in yeah. I don't know how long. Like you're yeah. you're amped now. I needed it. Th- this was a great victory for the White Sox, I think. You know, and, and welcome everybody to the show who's tuned in here. Uh, we've got a lot of you live. Uh, before we get into some, some more of this, uh, if you comment, uh, we'll get you up on the board uh, as much as we can here. We're trying. I'm I'm trying to produce this as well as uh, talk on here. But uh, happy opening day victory to everybody, Buzz. This is the happiest I've seen you, and this makes me feel good. This makes me feel great. I know you and I uh, did not have the opportunity to attend the home opener, but our other two panelists, uh, Johnny and Steve, were at the game tonight, and they, they had a great time. I saw those guys. They went uh, up to Buffalo Wings and Rings. They hung out there. They drank some beers. Then they went on over to the ballpark. They had a great time. Uh, there were some videos out from the Socks on Tap Twitter page today, uh, Buzz, and it was, it was just great having some ballpark presence from the show uh, Matt Berkland's here. What's going on, Matt? Fear the beard. That's right. Buzz, let's get your initial thoughts from this one. Oh, initial thoughts is it was great. I'm glad that our buddies got to go to the game. I'm glad they got to have a good time and see a huge, huge White Sox dub. Um, I'm really glad that Lance Lynn just set the tone for the rest of the starting staff to say, come and catch me. Who's the ace? Come and catch me. No shots to Lucas Giolito, but I would like to see them you know, compete with each other, have fun while doing so, but compete with each other. You know what I mean? But it was, it was great. Uh, Brad Keller got, got knocked around early and often and the White Sox did what they were supposed to do. Beat the shit out of the Royals. And I, I couldn't be happier about it. 
Buzz, uh, you know, same here. Initial reactions on my end. Lance Lynn, cool and tough. I mean, that was some good shit. The bullpen's been very, very, very taxed early on this season. And to see a starter come out there and just absolutely uh, put on a show, save some of that bullpen stuff uh, for another day. They got the day off tomorrow. Uh, this was exactly what you needed from Lance Lynn tonight, Buzz. Exactly what you needed. Uh Initial reactions from Sale, right in from the crowd. Brad Keller got what he deserved. I think that's what made this one even sweeter. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Another great thing about this is, too, is, you know, the people need to realize the White Sox don't play tomorrow. So that's going to be two full days of rest for the bullpen. Um, actually, we just had a fucking comment say that, didn't we? Thank you, Randall L. Yeah, you read my mind, brother. So that that's a big thing for the Sox. I mean, getting into this game – starting the game with Lance Lynn. He strikes out the side to start the game in the top of the first. Tony, see my notes? See what I did? Took yep. notes there. I took notes. Uh, so uh, bottom of the first, Eaton grounds out. Luis Robert strikes out. Abreu hits a double. Makata goes deep to left. Beautiful. Beautiful home run from him. And then, hey, your mean Mercedes cranks one. Out, 485 feet, 113 miles per hour off the bat. So White Sox get three right off the bat in the first inning, Tone. There's not a better start at home uh, that I've seen out of this White Sox team that I can I can remember. I'm normally absolutely tanked uh, by first pitch on opening day. Not the case this year, uh, unfortunately. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're pulling double duty over here, Buzz. You've got a Bulls show after this. I've got a Hawk show. So by the time people tune into those uh, – I think we might be in a little bit of a different state, but uh, this was the best I've seen them in the first inning at home that I can remember. And that's just how I remember it, Buzz. Yeah, no, I, I love the way they came out today. I think that, you know, there was a lot of energy around the clubhouse and the team today. Um, let, let's be honest, the last 24 hours, there's been a lot of scrutiny around them after Tony LaRusso had said what he said about Vaughn not being in the core and how he mismanaged a game. It's nice to see the Sox come out, kill the narrative right away, be like, no, if we're going to fuck them up, we're going to win. And, and you know, that, that was a good thing to see. So um, this is my first home opener I haven't been at in fucking years. I can't, I can't even tell you the last one I missed. Obviously, 20, you know, 2020. But um, I, I'm just, like I said, I, I'm just still on cloud nine over everything about, about all this. Um, top of the second tone. Two pop-outs to start the inning. Hunter Dozier comes up, third pop-out. Pop six up, six down for Lance Lynn. Bottom of the second, Nick Williams, my pick to click. He strikes out, magical walks. Danny Mendick, who had a great fucking game. Did anybody pick him to be the pick to click tonight? I don't think we had a Danny Mendick pick did. to click. I can go back and uh, and look at the tape here, but I don't think we had a Danny Mendick pick to click. No, we need to get a stat guy to go check that shit out so you don't have to do it. Um, yeah, I know. But, well, you know. <laughs> but Mendick singles down the right field line. Madrigal gets to third, okay? Eaton gets like a little blooper off front of his bat, right, rolls right in front of the catcher there. He can't get to it. Eaton gets an infield single. Bases are loaded. Luis Robert sacrifice fly. That scores Madrigal. Four nothing socks. Bottom of the second. Uh, Abreu ends up flying out. We had two runners stranded, but... 4 nothing. bottom of the second inning, Chicago White Sox. Moving on from that, we get to the uh, bottom of the third. Or I'm sorry, the top of the third. 7 up, 7 down. 8 up, 8 down. 9 up, 9 down. 5 Ks for Lynn through 3. 
Makata grounds out, Mercedes singles, Grandal walks, double play ball, takes out the bottom of the third here. Then we get to uh, 12 up, 12 down. What were you thinking when we get to the top of the fourth and it's 12 up, 12 down? Because I I know we don't like to speak of it because of the right. juju. Right. But you're, were you thinking it? You, you, you were, you know, you're saying it right there. We don't like to speak of it. I was thinking it a little bit in the back of my mind. I'm okay, he's got something special going on here. But I didn't go. I didn't go much more in depth than that. I did, the, the words were never muttered. Uh, I just knew he had something special that we should be alert. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah, I, dude, I was just feeling it. I thought it was. I thought it might have happened. Like maybe not a PG, but maybe a no hitter. Like that's what I was like starting to feel in my heart because their offense just couldn't get anything going. And I was just like, this is it, the fucking time is now. You know, like this is perfect. So um, the last scoring play. Ooh, I'm so sorry. I, I burped a little the, bit there. The beers, the beers happen, Buzz. The, yeah, the beers happen. I'm not, we can't hide it. We're real as fuck here, so we got to tell the truth. Yeah, the beer is making me burp as I'm trying to read this. So, obviously, we know Lynn mows down the lineup. The last scoring play of the game for everybody. We had a Grandal walk. He got to second. <clears throat> got one out. Magical infield single. Danny Mendick single. Bases are loaded. Adam Eaton ends up singling. It scores Yaz and Madrigal. And that would be the last scoring play of the game for either team. Sox go up 6-0 in the bottom of the six. Never turned back. Lance Lynn never left the game. Mows everybody down. You know, he in, in, in nine innings in a complete game shutout tonight, Tony lets up five hits. He walks none. 11 strikeouts. His ERA is at a fucking clean, completely bleached goose egg right now. Zero, my friend. You love to see it, man. And, and it's just fear the beard. You know, we, we've talked about this since Lance Lynn was acquired by the White Sox. This is another guy that's going to come into this rotation with, you know, ace shit. And he showed that tonight right in front of the home crowd. First time they get to see him, home opener, puts it all right there on the table. There it was. I mean, if, if, if people aren't familiar with watching him, just, I mean, you know, in his time in Texas or even his time in St. Louis. And as you know, I was just in St. Louis for work and I just got back last night, but I was talking to my good buddy about it, who I work with. And he was saying that, you know, Lance Lynn's always had good shit, but it seems like Lance went Lynn woke up in 2018. It's when he woke up and he like just started utilizing being a different pitcher and getting smarter with his pitches. And I think we're getting, I know he's older, but we're getting like height Lance Lynn shit. He, he's going to look good. He looked good his first start for the most part. Today he looked absolutely fantastic, and it's going to build confidence. He actually had a comment to Vinny Dubar stating that he wants to see everybody else do this. The first seven games was a trial run. Now they know what they can do. He wants to see everybody, everybody else in the pitching staff do it, so go and do it. So that's just a, a, a leading quality to me that just fucking hypes me up. It's like, dude, yeah, we – we need to keep this on. We're hurt right now, so everybody needs to have that edge. Fuck shit up. Let's do it. Yeah, I agree. And, and I, I I come back. The first thing I want to dissect is, did you call him Vinny Dubar? What did I say? You said Vinny Dubar. I'm, I thought it was Vinny Duber. I don't know. It is, I, the beer's you know, you know what? 
we're not going to do this right now with you making fun of me with the name pronunciations. All right. I have been. No, drinking. I'm normally the one. I'm normally look the one how, that fucks up all the pronunciations. Look how red my nose is. Can you see it? Look at my forehead, too. Like, that is what's happening to me right now. Yeah. I, I know what kind of state you're in. I know yes. what kind of state you're in. But no, I mean, this is. This is what you want to see out of Lance Lynn. You want to see this out of Dallas Keuchel. You want to see this out of Lucas Giolito. I mean, just think, if you get those three guys rolling at any point in time in the season, you can have you know, a three-game span where your bullpen isn't really touched for anything. And that's going to be the exact opposite of what we've seen so far this season. I know that the, the first start in L.A. didn't go exactly as we planned, uh, but you start to roll through teams in this division who you're going to play a bulk of your games against, the Royals, the Tigers, uh, even the Indians to that extent, where if you can get these three guys going, you're not going to have to see Matt Foster twice in a series. Oh, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it, it comes down to what Steve was saying on last night's episode with Johnny. We need these guys to go longer than 15 fucking innings, and, and, and especially these three guys in the front. That needs to happen, you know, on a hopefully a consistent basis. Everybody's going to have their struggles where you're going to have to get to the pen early, but you need to keep, you, you know, these are the guys, they're the forefathers here. They're, they're the front of the line, you know, to protect the bullpen, to protect everything else. Like they needed, you know, Lance Lynn's start tonight, I hope, sets a tone for everybody. And truth be told, I'm not really worried about Lucas Giolito at all. Dallas Keuchel's a pro's pro. I think he'll be all right. Carlos Rodon, if he can do what he did in his first start, give me that. Give me that because I'm all for that. I'm more, I'm more worried about Dylan Cease than I am anybody on, on the starting rotation right now. I know it's fucking crazy to say, but I said this in our season preview episode too. He's another guy I'm worried about. That's because I'm a little bit of a fucking Rodon stan. But, you know, that's just kind of where I sit with it. Oh, shit. Sorry, I'm moving. I'm moving some stuff around here in the in the back end of the broadcast. Missed the uh, missed the unmute button there, but no, okay. I, I I totally agree with you, dude. Like Dylan Cease is the one that I am most worried about in the starting rotation as well, and, and I don't know why that is. I don't know why I'm not worried about Carlos Rodon as much right now, but I think it's just that Dylan Cease first two innings that just always get me every single time because I just, the writing feels like it's on the wall every time he comes out on the mound that he's given up a long ball in inning one or inning two. And it, then it, it becomes on the offense to, to pick that up and get you back in that ball game. And you see it tonight when the white Sox come out, they score some runs early. They get, they get some run support up for their starting pitcher before he's even out on the mound that's the that's the type of thing that a guy like Dylan Cease is really going to need from this offense. So you know you are going to need the bats, you are going to need the bats to wake up as well and do what they did today and continue to do that going forward. I agree with everything you just said there. I agree. And you know another thing about Cease too is I think that he's going to benefit a little bit this year. Obviously, he had Lucas Giolito on his yeah, last year being his second year of being a very effective pitcher because right 2019 he woke up. 2020, he gets a couple, you know, he's in the Cy Young race again, you know, doing his thing. And then he brings in Keiko last year. You know, Dallas Keiko comes in last year. He's another a good veteran presence for a young pitcher like Dylan Cease. Now you have Lance Lynn. You have 
you have three of the best pitchers in the American League in front of you. I think that helps benefit him to a certain point. That's what I'm really hoping for. My boy Johnny Nani, I fucking love you, Nani. And I, I'm pretty sure Tony does too. If, if, if you're listening to the podcast, you don't know why we said that is because we Nani just commented on our, our, our live video here. So um, obviously, you know, we get through the game here. 111 pitches, I think it was, for Lance Lynn tonight. Yeah, 111 pitches, 79 of them were strikes. We know what happened. Complete game shutout. Buzz Adamas called that shit. We'll answer a couple questions here, Tone, if, you, if you'd like, because we, we're getting a couple, and I, I actually do really want your opinion on this. Can we discuss Tony's pregame interview about the core and Vaughn benching for fucking Nick Williams? That is from Randall L1. Antoine Randall L was a good, uh, a good football player for a long time. So, Tony, I'm going to start with you on here. What, what did you think of LaRusse's comments about Andrew Vaughn not being a part of the core. So, you know, it's definitely a concerning thing when, you know, you've got a guy like Andrew Vaughn, who is a top draft pick and looked at as, you know, uh, another one of these guys through the rebuild that's going to be a, you know, top producing prospect with the likes of Luis Robert, uh, Eloy Jimenez the year before, Yohan Moncada the year before that. You kind of thought that Andrew Vaughn next guy up type thing. Um, I don't know if some of his comments, if you want to really go in and read between the lines, does it have something to do with the fact that, you know, he didn't sign an extension or is it something along the lines that, uh, you know, he hasn't produced right away, just not trying to, uh, you know, tip it in the scales to say, Andrew Vaughn, what you're doing right now is okay at the major league level. Maybe they still are debating sending him down for a triple a stint. They don't want him to get too comfortable and feel that, Hey, I'm part of this core. I deserve to be here. Maybe Tony LaRusso wants to make him earn that spot. You know, at this point in the season, you know, he's a few games in, he hasn't really done anything. That's all too impressive. That jumps off the stat sheet. Yeah. He's had to transition positions and do a bunch of crazy stuff that you wouldn't expect uh, coming into the, uh, your first big league season. Uh, and I think he's he's kind of handled that with exactly what I would expect anybody in that situation to do. Uh, you're kind of floundering there for, for a little bit. So I don't know exactly what type of context to read that in, Buzz, and it's just kind of one of those things that uh, you kind of take it at face value. And right now, is Andrew Vaughn part of the core? Maybe, maybe not. Is it weird? I kind of looked at it in kind of like a teaching moment type thing. And I know it's going to sound weird, so go with me here. And I, I mean, you could either agree with it or you, you don't have to agree with it. But Andrew Vaughn has been talked about through the media, even when we were coming up to spring training and even in, in during spring training, right? That, no, he is the DH. He is the guy. Like, we were hearing that. We're not going to sign anybody because yeah. that's the guy. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, complacency i don't know if it i don't know the kid personally i don't know if that's what his life is about you know obviously he's in the major leagues he's a fucking badass baseball player we know that much but struggled in his first couple at bats did tony want to put a little bit of not fear into him but point you know prove a point like hey man ain't nothing guaranteed here you know like yeah, so exactly you know you're being told from the front office this is your job guess who's making the calls on the motherfucking lineup it's me so I don't know if that had something to do with it or not. I don't know if it could be what you said with the contract thing and everybody proving a point. I, I don't know what it could be, but I'm not really too worried about it. Nick Williams went out there. He was my pick to click tonight. That shows you how much I know about baseball. <laughs> just, just kidding. Uh, but, you know, it, 
it is what it is. I expect Vaughn back in the lineup. He, he will actually, according to TLR, he'll be in the uh, lineup on Saturday if there's a game fucking played because of the rain. Well, yeah, and that's another thing. Uh, lucky that they got this one in today. Uh, there was a little bit of a, a rain delay to start this one out, Buzz. And, uh, you know, the boys were able to enjoy some beers uh, who were down there uh, at the ballpark. Steve, Johnny, everybody else were able to enjoy some beers over at Wings and Rings. Uh, looks like they had a good time, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, but it is supposed to rain the rest of the weekend. So uh, rain in the forecast tomorrow, obviously no game. Rain on Saturday and a chance of rain on Sunday as well. So uh, stick with it as we go through this one because, you know, we might see a doubleheader Sunday. We might miss one of these games. Uh, we'll have to see how uh, Tony LaRusso also handles that with the uh, pitching rotation too here, Buzz. So uh, it could get a little bit interesting with the weather. Well, it's a good transition point into Saturday's game. It'll be Mike Miner, who's 1-0 with a 6 ERA. In six innings pitch, he's uh, let up four hits. He struck out six, two walks, one home run. Going up against our own Dylan Cease. 0-0, 5.79 ERA, four and two-third innings pitch there, five hits, three Ks, three walks, one home run, let up. So that'll be the matchup there on Saturday if, again, like Tony said, a game is played. Um, Tony, pick the click Saturday. Who, who are you going to go with? You know, I really liked Yon Moncada tonight. He was locked in. Uh, I'm going to stay with Moncada here. Um, I know I went ground all tonight, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Yohan Moncada's uh, success is gonna trans- transition into Saturday. Um, you know, we're going up against the lefty, I believe, so he's gonna be on the right side of the plate. I want to see that right side bat drop. I'm gonna go Danny Mendick. Danny Mendick had a fucking great game tonight. I, I could almost argue he might be the player of the game. He uh, three at bats, three hits. He's walked once. Uh, he played pretty good defense there. I Danny Mendick. I'm gonna go Danny Mendick. Um, I, I like Danny Mendick, man. I'm glad that he's on the roster. I think he deserves to be. I think he is a good backup player in case some shit goes wrong. I yes. think that he is a very good serviceable. You move him around the infield pretty yes. decently. So I'm going to go Mendick, and then obviously we will talk to Steve and Johnny about who they want to pick. Shit. Uh, you know what, man? It's the first win. We should do some fucking socks on tap shout-outs before we ride out into the sunset Let's here. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, cool. I'm going to shout-out two people. I'm going to shout out Grandstand Socks because they're fucking awesome. They're in here. They're dropping some cool comments and shit. Again, guys, if you heard me in the beginning of the show and Tony in the beginning of the show, go check out Grandstand underscore Socks on social media. Go to Grandstand. They have every sports Chicago sports team there, man. You can go get anything. Hats, jerseys. Check them out. Grandstand's getting a shout out tonight. And I'm also going to shout out our guy, Jordan Miller, because I just love Jordan Miller. And he's all hyped up on this win too. So I want to I want to shout out Jordan Miller. There you go. Uh, you know I'm going to go with uh, with Mr. Sale. Our, our hockey teams are playing each other right now. I believe Dallas just took the lead on my beloved Blackhawks. Um, not too long ago. Uh, we'll uh, we'll finish this one out. Sale can enjoy this White Sox win with me. I, I'll cheers to you, Sale. Uh, and it's four one right now. Dallas leads the Hawks, and uh, here comes the Blackhawks comeback. So uh, shout out Sale because I'll I'll talk about that one on the Four Feathers post game show when that game concludes. Buzz, you will be over on Bulls on Tap tonight as soon as the Bulls conclude their game. That's actually already over. And as soon as I leave this, I'll be hopping in over there to uh, get that going. So yeah, check out the Bulls on Tap podcast tonight. Check out Four Feathers podcast brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. 
And your shout out was great because I am a big Ken Cheezel fan. I love White Sox Sal. He's a good guy. Yes. I, I, yeah. Big, big, big Sal. You're guy. a big Kim Cheezel guy. I am a big Kim Cheezel guy. But I don't really have anything else but to tell everybody to be sure they're going on tapsportsnet.com for all the Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter again at Socks on Tap at on Tap Sportsnet. Following Tony at Tony on Tap. Following me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review. Check out Grandstand. And the fucking White Sox just won their home opener 6 to nothing after a complete game shutout by their third pitcher, who's a motherfucking ace if you don't know. So White Sox forever. White Sox forever. Ooh.